Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 12. Anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager? I do, and I did, still do a lot of the time, and that's what this podcast is about. I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So glad you're here. And I'm talking today about struggling. And what got me thinking about this topic was as we approach the beginning of the school year, and again, I think I said this in the last topic, I live in Canada and we start the school year in September. And so that's sort of where we're at right now. And at this time, I always am thinking about back to school, which for me has always been sort of bittersweet in a way. It always feels like the new year to me. And I know that depending on what part of the world you're in, you may already be having, you may be in full swing with back to school. But what I started thinking about was the routine in the morning. And for so long, I probably, I don't know, I would look forward to back to school. But once we got back into the routine of the morning and getting ready, I would always start to dread it and just, just hate it because everything always felt so rushed. Everybody had to be a million places and had to help people get ready, find all their things. And so I'm sure anybody out there who deals with back to school stuff can relate no matter what age your kids are. or If you have teenagers, you have to, you know, they're asking you where the papers are to be signed. They're asking you for rides. You have to make it to the bus on time. And My thought all the time in those mornings was like, is it just me? Like I always in the throes of the muck of the mornings, I would just think to myself as I was struggling, like I would uh, picture everybody else's mornings just going perfectly. Everybody else would be um, having these non-rushed mornings, relaxed, everything's perfectly organized. So of course, I just assumed that everybody else was doing it way better than I was. And my house was the only one that was in chaos. And I kind of would talk to people or you see little snippets of, you know, getting ready in the morning on social media, if, if anybody cared to show these, and it would show you the actual chaos that probably most people are in in the mornings when getting their kids off to school and how this would make me feel better. I would just feel less alone. And I got to thinking about how come our brains like to tell us in those moments where we're struggling, that we are the only ones who are struggling with whatever's happening. Like, what is this that we are struggling with whatever we're feeling bad about the difficulty that we're having in the morning, but then to add insult to injury on top of it, our brain also offers us the idea that everybody else is somehow doing it better. And not in a way that, you know, like I don't say this in a way that I wish other, hope other people are struggling in the morning too. I don't wish that on anybody, but somehow 
if we can feel less alone, like if we can feel like other people have the same mornings as we have, like as soon as you hear somebody tell a story about how their morning was just all chaotic, you instantly feel better because you know that you are having a similar experience as somebody else. So that's why it's just that this is the episode is titled, is it just me who struggles with this? Because if we can find in ourselves a way to feel less alone in what we're dealing with, it certainly helps with how we're feeling instantly. I kind of think this is a shortcut. So I started to play with this idea in my head. And at the end of getting, like, I don't get my kids off to school anymore because they're older now. But at the end of doing it, mornings got a little bit easier because I just started to tell myself, oh, everybody's morning is probably going like this too. And it instantly made me feel connected with everybody. It instantly made me feel like this was a common experience. And actually, this is a principle of self-compassion. And this is from, if you read self-help books, this just came to me now, but Kristen Neff is an author who writes a lot of, um, or is a researcher actually on the benefits of self-compassion. And it's this principle of just like me, you know, everybody else is dealing with this. And this is an instant way to give yourself some grace in whatever you're dealing with. And just to instantly feel less alone with what is going on. So that's what I want to offer today. So oftentimes when we're dealing with things, we don't have somebody who is, you know, right in the middle of it with us. We may talk to them about it after. But what if you're right in the middle of something? And an example came to me, like if we go into, say we go into a doctor's office and we tell them about what we're experiencing, like a symptom we're experiencing. So we have a certain pain and we're not really sure what's happening with it and we want to know what to do about it. What if the doctor all of a sudden says to us, oh, like I've never heard of that before. I have no idea what to do about that. Like nobody has ever come in and with that complaint before in my whole practice. Like how do you feel? You feel instantly like you are, you don't really have any hope for getting through it. Um, and you just feel like, why did I even come to tell anybody anything or share this? And I think that's sometimes what we do with ourselves. And it's like contrast that to say you go into a doctor's office and you tell them what's going on with you and what symptoms you're having. And the doctor says to you, well, I know exactly what that is. We've had 25 people come in in the last week and say the same thing is happening to them. Instantly, you feel better. And not because other people are suffering with you, but just you feel less alone. You feel like you feel validated in what you're saying. You feel like it's then legitimate what you're saying and how you're feeling. And so this is the same thing that we can do for ourselves. We can say, you know, whatever we're feeling or going through, for example, if it's a really bad morning and we're very frustrated and we're feeling very angry and like we need to yell at everybody, we can 
kind of pause in the moment if we have time. And if you don't, that's fine. You can also even look back on it. I've talked about this before, but you can just say, hmm, why was I so frustrated this morning with everyone? And not in a judgmental way. Like just accept that you were frustrated and that you felt like yelling at everybody. And that doesn't make you a bad person. That just means that you had some thoughts going on in your head that they were making you feel a certain way. And then you took an action that maybe you didn't want to, or you just kind of want to look at why you took that action. And just in a really curious way, uh, try to understand what it was that you're feeling and don't make yourself wrong for feeling it. And then don't pile on top of it. Well, everybody else is super organized in the morning. Nobody else feels this way. I've never heard of anybody having a bad morning or having um, mornings where they feel all like everybody's going every which way and there's no control and it's very chaotic. You can say, hmm, it makes sense that I was feeling this way this morning. And I bet other people struggle with this too. Again, not that you want people to struggle, but just in a feeling of, of connection with other people and that you can share that experience. Because I promise you, mornings are something that a lot of people struggle with. And it doesn't help you to tell yourself that you shouldn't be struggling with it. You shouldn't feel frustrated in the morning. You can allow your emotions and your feelings to happen. You can get curious about what's happening and accept that that's going on. And then if you want to make some changes or tweaks to make your mornings go better, because you can do this from a calm, clear space instead of a place of self-judgment or that you should have better mornings, then you are in a better frame of mind to help with, you know, shifting something in your morning to maybe give yourself a little bit more time or give yourself a little more spaciousness to do what needs to be done or have your kids do something that they can take care of for themselves and look at the things that you don't absolutely have to do for everyone else. There is options that kids can do something. They may not do it in the way that you would do it, but it can still get done nonetheless. So this is just something to consider. So if you're asking the question ever, am I the only one who struggles with this? Then just assume the answer is no, you're not. Okay. Just tell yourself. And that is the absolute truth. I can tell you anything that we're struggling with, somebody else is struggling with it too. And it's an instant relief for your brain to know that just like you, somebody else has encountered this feeling and don't make it wrong. Okay. So I hope that's helpful. I hope that makes your mornings, if they are challenging for you, go a little bit smoother. And at least if they're not going smoother, at least you can be nicer to yourself about it. That's always my intention is to let yourself off the hook, take the pressure off. You're doing an amazing job and just keep going and allow yourself that kindness and compassion with how you're dealing with your everyday life. And if you want to change something, go ahead and change it but from a place of uh, kindness towards yourself, compassion, spaciousness towards yourself. Okay, I will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much for listening. And I want to offer you something for free. And that is a free coaching session with me where we go through where you are in your parenting journey with your teenager and where you want to be. In this session, I will give you some coaching and you'll just get an idea of what it's like to work with a one-on-one coach and develop a plan for how you might start off on your parenting journey. I will also give you information about how to work with me if you think that we would be a good fit and I can help you speed up the process of developing a plan to parent your teenager and just help you get sort of some perspective on this challenging journey. And this has been so helpful for me. My life coaching skills and learning about life coaching has certainly helped me in my own parenting journey. And I am so excited to share this with everyone that I possibly can. I am looking to lighten the load of parents everywhere and give you some resources you can use and figure out actually how to save time in your parenting and how to stress less about your journey parenting your teenager. So don't we all want less stress and more time? All right. So please click on book a consult in the show notes if you're interested in booking a free coaching session with me. I look forward to meeting you virtually. Take care.